Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. A poll taken before the weekend. A lot happened since we've been together last Friday. A poll taken before the weekend and consequently before the 11 p.m. vote on Friday night, the infrastructure $1.2 trillion deal showed President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris way underwater. Approval, disapproval, in other words, the question being, do you approve of the job that Joe Biden is doing? Do you approve of the job Kamala Harris is doing? Only 37.8% approved of Biden's job performance. Only 27.8% approved of Kamala Harris's job performance. Me, today on this Monday, I'm wondering how much has that all changed? In fact, TC, you'll remember, because you had a funny comment, um, I said, I know when the infrastructure bill passes, because it was pretty obvious by Friday that they would get it done. It was a question of when. I said, I know the media is going to love to make this into a Rocky story. And do you remember what your response was to me? Aren't you the media? You said, aren't you yeah. the media? What, what, are, what are we I talking wasn't about here? Of me. Okay, so when I, when I did my early morning read-in today, Monday morning, the CNN lead headline was, Biden basks in huge political victory. And I thought, yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. He was getting hammered all week long up until the jobs numbers came out. And, like, and, and immediately everybody turns on a dime. I'm wondering if the public is going to turn on a dime or if this infrastructure deal was so painful to watch it get made that, you know, they lost the benefit they would otherwise have have had. Funny thing is that for my CNN commentary on Saturday morning, which I had to write at 4 a.m. because I went to bed not knowing if the deal was going to get done. I always try to begin my CNN commentary with a a quick, hopefully pithy line. And then I say, I'm Michael Smirconish in Philadelphia. And then I move on and I talk about whatever is the focus of our so-called A block. So right before I went on air on Saturday morning, again, the infrastructure deal having, having gotten done the night before, the first line I wrote for myself was, the sausage got made. The sausage got made. And then I repeated what had happened the night before, the fact that, uh, you know, 19 Republicans in the Senate, including Mitch McConnell, had supported the bipartisan infrastructure deal in the House. Nancy Pelosi, with this divide between moderates and progressives, could only afford to lose three She ended up losing six, you know, the squad at all. And the difference was made by 13 Republicans. Proportionately, think about this, proportionately a heck of a lot smaller than the 19. I mean, the the Senate's got 100 members, obviously 50 who are Republicans. The House has 435 members, roughly uh, half of whom are Republicans. But if 13 Republicans in the Senate supported the bipartisan infrastructure deal, you would think that there'd probably be 26 or 27 or 28 who would have done likewise in the in the House, uh, if not more, right? But that wasn't the case, only 13. But those 13 provided the margin of victory. 
So in describing all of these events, I come on air and I say, the sausage got made. Another funny thing happened, and that is that President Biden was supposed to begin speaking halfway through my CNN program, which kind of sent us into a tizzy because we had a whole show planned. What time is he going to be here? Should we cancel guests? What if he's late? Yada, yada, yada. He finally comes out right at the end of my program, which was good for me because I got to toss to him. And lo and behold, in his remarks, he said the following. But for now, I want to quickly thank members of the House who worked so hard to get some of this done. Speaker Pelosi, Steny Hoyer, Jim Clyburn, progressive leaders, moderate leaders, Democrats, Republicans. They, they in fact, worked together. It was like, as I saw, someone told me my staff this morning that on one of the programs this morning, they said, well, we finally, the sausage is made. You know, well, you know, it is a process. You all know it. You're all pros. You cover it. The American people have made clear. Can we can we subruder that for a second? First of all, Mr. President, you, you couldn't give me the shout out. It was obviously me that you were talking about. And something else. I think he watched. Like, was he watching or did the staff listen very carefully to what he says? They, in fact, worked together. It was like as I saw us. Someone told me my staff this morning that on one of the programs. This I morning, saw said, well, someone told me on made. one of the programs. What, what's your analysis of that? I think um, I saw and then someone told me. OK, here's what I think. I yeah. think he did see you. I think he didn't want to be aligned with a certain former president who gets a lot of his news from the cable world, not your cable world, but a different cable world. And so in his mind, he switched gears really fast and said that he got it secondhand. I believe he saw and the Chiron said the sausage got made. So he didn't even have to be listening to me, just walking on, on through in the, the White House yeah. on in the background. A Chiron. You know, they're not showing Fox in the White House. Those televisions are, are tuned, I'm sure, to a combination of CNN and MSNBC. Anyway, I, I just thought it was interesting, but the sausage did get made. And, and something else that went on in, in terms of our show preparation is I have a really great executive producer. Her name is Catherine Brousseau. And we go back and forth. And I had written a, uh, a recap of what happened Friday night. And it was important to me. It was important to me to list because I believe the infrastructure deal is a good deal and I like things getting done. So I wanted this. I've made no mo- no bones about it. It was important to me to list the six Democrats who weren't for it and most importantly, the 13 Republicans who were for it. So Catherine said to me, man, that's going to take a lot of time. Can't we just put their faces on the screen?" And uh, TC, do you remember during my YouTube live, I actually ran a stopwatch. Yes. It was hysterical. You I, ran, I ran a stopwatch. Your iPhone to see, stopwatch. <laughs> like how long can I take to do this? And it was like thirty seconds. You did the first. The first group was twenty, and then right. the second group was under ten. You're like, I can do this in under thirty. Easy. <laughs> right. The the six Democrats who voted against it: Jamal Bowman of New York, Corey Bush of Missouri. AOC of New York, Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts, and Rashida Tlaib of Michigan. And then I, I was doing this in a salutary, would that be the proper word choice? I was saluting them, the Republicans, not the Democrats. 
I wanted to expose the Democrats who were not for it. I wanted to salute the Republicans because I knew there was going to be blowback directed toward them. Don Bacon of Nebraska, Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania, Andrew Gabarino of New York, Anthony Gonzalez of Ohio, John Katko of New York, Adam Kinzinger of Illinois, Nicole Maliotakis of New York, David McKinley of West Virginia, Tom Reed of New York, Chris Smith of New Jersey, Fred Upton of Michigan, Jeff Van Drew of New Jersey, and Don Young of Alaska. So those are the 13 Republicans who were supportive of it that I was trying to highlight and praise. Well, lo and behold, uh, this weekend, President Trump, former President Trump, just yesterday, he was doubling down on his criticism, not only of the Senate members who had Republicans who had voted for it, but also those in the House. From The Hill today, former President Trump on Sunday doubled down on his criticism of Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and other Senate Republicans who voted in favor of passing a $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill. Quote, all Republicans who voted for Democrat longevity should be ashamed of themselves, in particular Mitch McConnell, for granting a two-month stay which allowed the Democrats time to work things out at our country's and the Republican Party's expense, so Trump said in a statement. The former president called Republican lawmakers who voted in favor of the bill rhinos, a widely used term that he favors that means Republicans in name only, Trump further said, how about all those Republican senators that voted thinking that helping the Democrats is such a wonderful thing to do, so politically correct, they just don't get it. Well, I mean, it was so revelatory about Trump in that statement, in my opinion, that it is, you know, America first, no way. It is Trump first. This is a bill that I'm sure he wishes he had gotten done when he was president of the United States. Connor Lamb, the congressman from Pennsylvania, from Western Pennsylvania, who is now running for the U.S. Senate for the seat held by Pat Toomey, he came on my CNN program on Saturday morning and he said, you know, well, it was actually it was great to have him because Biden in a carpenter's union hall in Connor Lamb's district announced this infrastructure package. But Lamb's point to me was maybe with the exception of some of the climate change uh, monies, Trump, if he had pushed it, probably could have gotten it done. And, and if and if Trump had the what I'm trying to say is if Trump had this exact same legislation, he'd have gotten it done and and passed it and touted it. But because it's not his idea, then he's totally against it. And so, too, are a number a number of his acolytes. You know, while I'm praising the 13 Republicans who were supportive of it, you've got Marjorie Taylor Greene literally labeling them traitors. And as I'm, this is the juxtaposition, as I'm reading out their names and asking my producer to please like put all their pictures up on the screen so that we can praise them, Marjorie Taylor Greene over the weekend was tweeting out a list of their names and their office numbers so that her supporters could call and harass them. Uh, others did likewise. Um, Congressman Cawthorn, quote, there's a lot of Democrats who call themselves Republicans in the U.S. House. 
Lauren Boebert of Colorado. These fraudulent rhinos should be penalized for advertising themselves as Republicans. Matt Gates, quote, I can't believe Republicans just gave Democrats their socialism bill. Representative Chip Roy of Texas retweeted Representative Warren Davidson of Ohio, who said it was painful to watch his Republican colleagues deliver the votes to Biden and Pelosi. This is nutty. It's like you're a traitor because you did something bipartisan that 19 members of the Senate had already done. Adam Kinzinger, who voted for the bill, one of the 13, is on his way out, responded to Marjorie Taylor Greene in a tweet of his own, mocking her for referring to the infrastructure bill as communist. Quote, infrastructure equals communism is a new one. Eisenhower's interstate system should be torn up or else the commies will be able to conveniently drive. Or Representative John Katko, another Republican who voted for the bill, released a statement and called it a historic day and praised the bill as a comprehensive infrastructure reform. The Wall Street Journal, critical on its editorial page, just trying to give you some balance here. You can read the the journal editorial page. And it identifies a number of the expenditures that it wishes weren't a part of it. But the bigger concern that the journal has is to say, is this now setting up passage of Build Back Better in a way that it would not have happened? Quote, the silver lining of the infrastructure bill is that some projects will be worthwhile, while most of it is a one-time spending that will end. Not so with the $4 trillion Democratic plan that would create new cradle-to-grave entitlements that are designed to make American families even more dependent on the government. It would corrode the incentive to work and build in new demands for higher taxes, which the middle class will eventually pay. Voters last week sent a message that they don't want more taxes and spending amid rising inflation and shortages across the economy. If Democrats pass this monstrosity anyway, the Republicans who voted for the infrastructure bill will share the responsibility. In other words, the journal is saying, hey, you 13 in the House, you 19 in the Senate, if the bigger bill comes through, that will be your fault because you greased the skids. Me, I'm thrilled with it. I'm happy they got something done, not because I'm rooting for Biden, not because I'm rooting against Biden, but just because I'd like to see roads and bridges and broadband get addressed. So $1.2 trillion passed on Friday night. They got it done at 11 o'clock at night. In the end, the vote was 228 to 206, and the divide in the way that they got it done. I mean, even in the end, Progressive Caucus Chair Pramila Jayapal who played a leading role in the negotiation, she voted for it. The six squad members didn't vote for it. She voted for it. So she was for it. 13 Republicans were for it. And as I say, uh, 19 of them had done likewise in the Senate. Will that turn around the numbers that I began this commentary by describing Joe Biden's underwater job approval before the jobs report on Friday, before infrastructure got down, got done 37.8%, Kamala Harris 27.8% approval. How much did things just shift with the narrative, or was it so painful and so difficult to watch the sausage being made, did they kind of blow the opportunity for a turning point in this young administration? 
Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds.